0: On the afternoon of Friday the 2nd of June 1950, a Mr. Datchery, having put his weekend bag onto a bus with the request that it be civilly ejected at an inn named The Marlborough Head, set out to walk the four miles which separate the market town of Twelford from the village of Cotton Abbas. He was a tall and wiry man of between 40 and 50, with a lean, ruddy, clean-shaven face. His brown hair, ineffectually plastered down with water, stood up in mutinous spikes at the crown of his head. His manner was eupeptic and affable. From the town hall at Twelford, where the bus had relieved him of his bag, he strode westwards along the main street, and by three o'clock, he was past the outlying estate of council houses and into open country. The sun that Friday had risen in a blur of rain, but at breakfast time, the clouds had cleared, and by midday, all traces of the shower had been eliminated, and the earth was beginning to absorb and accumulate heat. To an obligato of bird song, Mr. Datchery marched beneath a bright sky towards Cotton Abbas, and he caroled lustily to the distress of all animate nature as he walked. I will make my kitchen, sang Mr. Datchery, and you shall keep your room. Where white flows the river, and bright blows the broom. And the cattle, lifting their heads as he passed, load a mournful burden to the tune. The directions given him at Twelford had been explicit. But since he believed himself to possess an infallible bump of locality, he was soon tempted to modify them with a variety of shortcuts. And after about three miles, he discovered, much to his indignation, that he was lost. We first distinctly see him then standing oppressed by this realisation at the junction of four lanes, like a pilgrim in an allegory. The land lies flat and featureless on every side. The ancient wooden fingerpost is indecipherable. And for the moment, the only visible representative of organic life is a very small black kitten engaged in pouncing on something at the exact centre of a very large green field. The kitten, however, suggested that humanity must be somewhere in the offing, for kittens, even when avid for field mice, seldom stray immoderate distances from their homes. Mr. Datchery, selecting a lane at random, began to move energetically along it, and presently he was rewarded by coming within earshot of a combination of sounds which, though not readily explicable, were undoubtedly of human origin. Rounding a bend in the lane, Mr. Datchery came upon a surprising and improbable sight. What he saw first was a football ground. A football ground unaccountably isolated from mankind amidst fields of wheat and pasture. What he saw next was a diminutive but evidently new grandstand at its far side. And what he saw last was about a hundred schoolboys jumping up and down on the grandstand with a noise like houses falling. This unlikely performance brought Mr. Datchery temporarily to a halt. Schoolboys were apt, no doubt, to jump up and down on grandstands whenever an exciting game was being played, but in this instance, there were no footballers on the field at all. Open mouthed, Mr. Datchery looked on, while the boys leapt and cavorted and giggled and roared. Then, the first shock of amazement wearing away, he became aware that he was not alone in his admiration. Close to the more distant extremity of the stand, a man and a girl stood shouting at one another. Shouting not in wrath, but because the noise made communication impossible on any other terms. The man was elderly, and a member of what used to be called the artisan class. The girl was about 16. Beyond them, and to the left, a younger man could be seen wandering about aimlessly behind the goalposts. But it was towards the group of two that Mr. Datchery made his way. For he knew from experience that a female, however young, can always be relied upon to give more sane and accurate directions for getting anywhere than a male. One, two, three, shrieked a spotty boy. And at the final word, 200 stoutly shod feet descended with shattering force on the tiers of the stand so that it quivered as if at the impact of a typhoon.